This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, welcome back to the show. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good day. Okay, let's talk about uh, John Horgan and his continuing uh, foot and mouth disease here that we <laughs> see on display at a lot of these uh, news conferences. And, and once again, he did it again. So this time uh, yesterday, he's asked about the heat deaths, mm -hmm. and we've seen an extraordinary path of death Big cut spike. by this this uh, this uh, heat wave. Uh, over 130 sudden deaths mm -hmm. in Metro Vancouver alone. He's asked about that yesterday, and let's listen to what he said. So here's uh, Horgan yesterday. Fatalities are part of life. The public was acutely aware that we had a heat problem, uh, and we were doing our best to break through all of the other noise to encourage people to take steps to protect themselves. Okay, so uh, fatalities are a part of life, uh, encouraging people to protect themselves. Don't be looking at the government to protect well, you. Well, actually, at the beginning of that clip, he actually says he's quoting Dr. Bonnie Henry. As Dr. Bonnie Henry says fatalities are part I don't of think that, that, ma I don't think that matters if try he tries to blame no, it on Bonnie I, Henry or anybody else. I don't think he's blaming Bonnie Henry, but I think he, another example I have found of, you know, we covered Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix more than any other public figures since this pandemic began. And those two are very prepared and very careful in what they say because they know messaging is so important in a pandemic. John Horgan is more is less disciplined. And he's made mistakes before in terms of uh, misreading what the public health rules are at times. I remember famously last year he said, now is the time to, uh, to travel B.C. It was too early for that. Remember he said, go to your cottage. Go to your, go to your cottage and, and that sort of thing. So it, it, there's less discipline in his his uh, commenting because he doesn't do a lot of media, frankly. I mean, this is a, that was an unusual appearance by, by the premier. He's just made a decision. We talked about this before to take a, a very deep back seat in this pandemic and let his line ministers out there. It's usually served him well. You contrast that to Jason Kenney and Doug Ford are taking the opposite approach and they're paying the price with the public. But again, it's an example of uh, Horgan again, not quite figuring out what, to say ahead of time. Okay, well, I think that's a very generous interpretation of it. Like, I think it was kind of outrageous what the guy said yesterday. Uh, absolutely insensitive when you've got more than 130 unexplained or sudden deaths in, in Metro Vancouver alone. I mean, the death count from this heat wave could be higher than that. And for this guy to say fatalities are a part of life, you got to be kidding me. And then when he says people have a responsibility to look after themselves people were trying to look after themselves mm -hmm. they were calling 911 and they were put on hold they couldn't get an ambulance waiting for two hours for well, an ambulance. The, there's people the, dying the, on the, the heat, on the steps uh, of a fire hall the heat uh, wave uh, magnified what had already been a problem before the heat wave and you've had guests on before of uh, a crisis in terms of ambulance calls. Jordan Armstrong, my global colleague, has done a number of stories on people waiting uh, inexcusably long times for ambulances. That was before the heat wave. The heat wave exacerbated what would have already been a, a crisis situation. And again, the Premier's response, just obviously not adequate. He tried to walk it back on social media. I think he realized that, uh, uh, but the damage was done. The the, the Emergency response system was unprepared and inadequate and overwhelmed here over the last four days. Mm -hmm. And that's his responsibility.
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not for him to look at people and say, "Okay, there's over 130 dead in Metro Vancouver." It's your responsibility to look after yourself. It's his responsibility to make sure we've got an emergency response system that's adequate, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, so I mean, people tried to help themselves. You had 25 ambulances parked on the weekend, unstaffed. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's while human, people are waiting two hours for an ambulance, there's a human resources uh, problem. No, there's no question, and we're going to see this in other aspects of uh, of law enforcement and health, where you got a huge number of retirees now. The demographics are are just not working on so many levels. Where you've got the the baby boomers are retiring, and there's not enough people filling in those those jobs out there. So, uh, this is a problem that's not going to go away soon. Okay, let's talk about the briefing yesterday, and of course, we're moving to stage three of the reopening plan tomorrow. And here's Dr. Bonnie Henry here on how step three here is a positive move forward. And it is indeed um, a great um, announcement today that we are ready to bring us back together. We have never been here before, and it has been a long 18 months. Some people and some businesses will be moving more slowly, and that's okay, and we need to respect that. It is all of our responsibility to do this well And having been through this last 18 months, I know that we can do this too. And we can do it with kindness, with the compassion, the diligence, and commitment that got us here and got us through this last 18 months. Okay, your thoughts on step three. Well, great. Great that we're here. Uh, The numbers support it. Uh, We've got uh, a tremendously rapidly declining case numbers of COVID-19 as more and more people get vaccinated. It shows just the power of the vaccine, almost 80% with one dose now that's lasting a long time. So I think this is going to come back with a roar. People are really, look on on July 1st, I think you're going to see so many people out there celebrating. Uh, I think restaurants are going to be jammed. I think, uh, but it'll be interesting going forward whether our behavior has changed permanently. Are people still going to gather in large crowds all the time? Are people going to continue to wear their masks, even though it's recommended but not mandatory? I suspect in some situations people will continue to wear masks, but in other situations they won't. And it's going to be interesting to see if our some of our change of behavior is permanent or whether it's just going to go back to normal. Okay, some news I know you will welcome and you'll be happy about, and that's the PNE, or at least a version yeah. of it, will go forward here this summer. Here is Laura Balance, a spokesperson for the PNE. So it'll be a much smaller um, uh, attendance cap per day than than what would be a traditional fair. Okay, won't be like the massive crowds back when you were working the Midway all those years ago. All those years ago, um, we used to get more than 100,000 people a day at the fair. That's obviously not going to happen. It's going to be interesting whether or not the... The economics still work for the vendors, though. So the vendors, for whether they're selling food or games in the Midway, need large crowds uh, to make money. And if we're, it would be interesting. I haven't heard Laura, and great for Laura to, to announce this, haven't heard what the crowd count will be. Uh, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be 50% capacity. I'm not sure what the capacity of the P&E is. Uh, but it'll be interesting whether or not a smaller crowd will still allow some of these businesses to turn a profit. They've only got like 17 days to make their, make their, uh, their money. Yeah. Uh, but good luck to them. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome back. It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry from Global News. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Laura in Vancouver. Hi, Laura. Hi. Um, Hi. First, I'm not NDP, but I wish you wouldn't keep picking on Oregon. Stupid things sometimes. We all know that. But he's the best premier we've ever had. I was on the downtown east side yesterday delivering food, which I do weekly. And within two feet of me, guys came rushing out with knives, started fighting. One guy got slashed in the face. I phoned the, the police. They came. And the poor cops, they said, the city has literally exploded with this heat. Everyone's doing the best they can. You know, yes, we knew the heat was coming, but if you don't have the infrastructure to begin with, you can't get after somebody for not um, for them not reacting better. We don't have enough paramedics. They need more to train. We're short nurses. Everybody's working as best they can. Just give people some slack and quit bringing us down. Okay, so thanks a lot. Thank you for the call. Well, he's been premier for how many years? Since 2017. Um, so he's been premier for, for many years. Uh, we, we knew this was coming. Uh, the, the paramedics union and the other officials in the, in the emergency response system and beating this drum for, for years that they were understaffed and under-resourced. So I'm sorry, uh, the buck stops on his desk and you want to cut him some slack. It's okay for him to say that, you know, fatalities are part of life. This guy wanted the job. He's responsible for these services. Okay. So the, he has to take responsibility. So no, I'm not going to cut him slack on it. And, and last night, I thought he should have apologized yesterday. He walked back the comments in social media. I saw some media reporting that he apologized. He did not apologize. We got over 130 sudden deaths in Metro Vancouver. It's an inappropriate comments that the guy made yesterday, telling people to take care of yourself. I'll tell you one thing. It shows, I think, very graphically, Keith, when we get into, let's say, a, uh, an earthquake, which we probably, which we certainly will at some point in this province, you really are on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, you better have a plan because don't expect the government to be there for you. Well, but that doesn't that doesn't excuse the failed system that we saw in the last few days. Well, no, as I say, this uh, we had this problem before the heat wave in terms of, uh, and you had guests on before from P- Paramedics Union uh, flagging this this shortage. But again, I go back. Uh, this has been building for years because so many people have retired. And there's not enough people filling the gaps. I mean, Adrian Nixon said they're trying to hire 300 paramedics, but they don't have 300 applicants. Uh, so again, it's a, it's a, it comes down to a human resources issue. Uh, the premier's comments were tone deaf to say the least. Uh, I think what he should have done is say this, this has flagged a problem for us going forward. This is probably not a one-off event. We're going to have more heat waves like this. If this is the new climate change crisis, we have to have a better plan in place right. for next summer because if this happens again, uh, it would be a disaster. So you got now this is the time to plan and to have a response uh, mechanism. I don't. I don't think it was realistic to expect suddenly in the space of a week, two weeks, to suddenly build up a response team here because this was. You know, Mark Rodriguez has been saying for a couple of weeks this is coming, but I don't think it was necessarily, uh, be, you know, 
yeah. that certain in terms of building human resources. Yeah, but they've been calling for years for more for more uh, investments into wave. the system. I'm well, talking about the heat wave. I understand, but they they've also had plenty of warning that the system was inadequate and underfunded and underprepared. And this is a guy who just uh, did a 30 percent budget increase in his own office which is way more of a lift that we've seen in health care or That education. particular budget increase is going to come back to haunt. Well, haunt you know, this is a guy who did not hesitate to spend lavishly on his own staff the, and his own office. The B.C. Liberals, understandably, and I don't blame them at all, I think this is a very easy softball for them, frame that budget increase to everything else in government that's not adequately funded. Let's go to Mark on the line in Delta. Hi, Mark. we only got yeah, a minute Mike here. Keith, I'll try to be quick here. I've known a couple of paramedics uh, over time. They're both retired now. Very, very tough job. I can't imagine what it's like now. Uh, 99-year-old woman in my building, about uh, under two weeks ago, had to wait. I think the daughter told me an hour for an ambulance, broken rib. Uh, mm -hmm. Had some dealings uh, with paramedics in Seashell. They were fantastic. Got their pronto. But whatever they're paid, double their wages. This is critical. You cannot be waiting Long periods of time, if you're shot, broke leg, car accident, mm -hmm. it's really troubling. You know, it's really serious business. And yeah, do, what you, do what you have to, you know. That's a great point. Thanks. I mean, maybe that's one of the answers here to, to attract people to apply for these jobs. I mean, it is a tough job. A cousin of mine is a paramedic for his entire career. It is a tough job. And, I, again, the pay has long been questioned whether it's adequate enough. I think you can argue it's certainly not. It's $2 an hour on call yeah, it's, while you're is, on call. It's 2 is, bucks an hour. You know, 2 bucks an hour yeah. is, is nothing, obviously. So, again, uh, if you want to attract people, you got to pay them money. And I think that's one of the issues they're facing with par paramedics.